Hi, it's Jordan. Hey, it's Amy. And we are coming to you live from our respective houses. I'm at mine. Amy's at hers. Social distancing. Yep, at its greatest. I don't know. That is not the word I was looking for. Same. No, that's <laughs> finest. Yes, that's it. It's what it's what we gotta do nowadays. I'm on FaceTime with her. And I'm recording this at my house. And uh, you guys heard on our last podcast update that this is the season one finale. I, I can't believe it, honestly. <clears throat> um, and we are going to be bringing you the updates episode. So we're going to be updating you guys on all of our cases that we've done this season. Yes. And we're super excited. So all 24 cases that we have done, we're bringing updates on what's been going on in those cases, if anything, since we started the podcast. So I am excited. Me too. So I guess we're going to still do our good things at the end. Um, And do you have anything you want to add before we start? No, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So me too. (laughs) Um, this... You get Okay, so I have a little Madeline McCann update, I guess. Okay. Um, and this came from us.blastingnews.com. Take that, what we will. Um, this is an article by Chelsea Hoffman on February 24th of this year, 2020. And it says, a British barmaid interrogated about her ex-lover. So... There's a British barmaid, and apparently a man is a person of interest that she had dated. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't work far from where Madeline vanished and where she ended her relationship with that man before Madeline's disappearance. Um, she told the authorities that she doesn't believe he would be responsible for any such crime as kidnapping. Um... And she's kind of shocked at being involved in the ongoing case, which doesn't appear to have an end in sight. And I don't think it should because it's, we're coming up on 13 years now. And the man that she was dating lives about 20 miles from where she vanished in Pride to Lose. Um, yeah, that's it. Wow. She's, it'll be 13 years in May. So that sucks. Well, that's, I mean, at least it's better than nothing. Yeah. I hope they go get somewhere with it. I know. I'm like, can we please? Does it say how, like, how long before Madeline went missing that she broke up with him? Was it, like, a stressor? No. And she, I don't even think it said the time and which, and when they dated. Okay. There's like an eight-year difference between the two of them. Not that that matters, but I'm like, man. <clears throat> I need something. It's okay. Shinji. Okay. Anything on more? Yes. Uh-huh. So, in January 2020, an update on Moore's case was published by a law office in New Hampshire. In the update, disturbing information about Maura's boyfriend at the time of her disappearance, Bill Rauch, was revealed. Bro, wait, I got 
Okay. It was stated that Bill has been indicted for several physical and or sexual abuse related incidences throughout the years. Since these indictments are still being processed by a grand jury, they could not be released to the public. Now that Bill had been indicted and tried in some of these cases, it has been released. In at least one of these cases, the victim mentioned Mora. It is unsure whether or not Bill will now be looked at as a suspect in her disappearance, though. But he's been indicted for physical and or sexual abuse by other women over the years. Oh, my gosh. I remember because there were some theories that, she, that he was, like, abusive to her. There were theories that she was part of a love triangle, all of this stuff, but there was never any proof. However, there might have been, but because the indictments were still being processed by a grand jury, they couldn't say anything about it. Oh, my gosh. However, like, the article I read wasn't detailed on when all of this happened, so I don't know who was being indicted around the time Maura disappeared, but needless to say, I'd be looking at him again. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I was kind of suspicious of him when... You know, the email got printed out and was left there and, you know, she had been a part of, you know, an abusive and emotional abusive relationship and turns out he was like on a plane or whatever, but I'm like, hmm. Right. Hmm. You never know. No, but it just, all of that came out like at the, I don't know if it was like the end of last year or the beginning of this year, but it all just came out. So that's the only update so far. Nothing has said in, or no one said anything yet. Um, but yeah, it was, I didn't even expect to find anything that cases. So it's older and I didn't expect, you know, to get anything, to get anything. But you know, like I said, all of that was still, he was still being processed, so they couldn't say anything, but now he's he's been tried in some of those cases. It didn't say what the verdict of those trials were. Mm-hmm. That is that he had been tried, but yeah, he needs to be looked at again. Hey, let's, let's hope we get some answers there. I hope so. It's been too long, and her dad, you know, her dad deserves closure for sure, so... Yeah. It does, but her dad's been, like, the one that continuously goes out there and looks for her, so. Mm-hmm. You ready for episode two? Yes. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? Sorry, yeah. we're going back and forth. Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, no, I was just going to go with the, um, the order. With, yeah, gotcha. Okay, no worries. Um, Sorry. <laughs> you know, Dennis, his case last year when I... When we recorded, it was a 50-year anniversary of the case. I didn't find any updates mm-hmm. on his case, fortunately. Um, so, nothing to report on Dennis. Sorry we'll for making it. you go first, then. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> that sucks about Dennis. Hopefully, we get, you know, like a little 55-year-old man running around here somewhere. Right. I mean, it makes me feel good knowing that you had a case that was like 55 years mm-hmm. and he was found. I mean, Dennis, this will be the 51st year. You just never know. Can't give up. So. Yeah, for sure. So I have an update on Jonathan Lee Hamilton. What? I know. And it's that- 
page where people were like he was in a parking lot and no, he just completely disappeared. Yes. So um, we recorded episode two, what, in late May, early June? Something like that. It was in the summer. Yeah. So July 28th, 2019, a jawbone was found in a sandbar in the Colorado River near Bastrop, which was later proven to have belonged to, to Hamilton. Yes. And I... Yes. So his jawbone has been found and it was around the area where he was like last seen. So I don't know. I don't know anything else other than that. Um, I got that from Reddit. Who got that from? Statesman.com. And so I'm just like, that's so devastating. I hope they find more because, you know, with a jawbone, unless there's, like, physical proof or, you know, there's, like, something on it, they're not going to be able to tell the cause of death. Yeah. I know. And I'm like, that's so, uh, like, obviously random. Like, And this is a dumb question, but can you, like, toxicology or, or can you wreck this like that with just a jawbone? Like, I don't know. How, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. And it's also been, like, in the elements for at least four years. Yeah. I just didn't know with, like, I don't think, no, I don't think they, I don't think they can. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. Um, I don't have an update for Asia Degree. And we're on episode three, by the way. Yeah. That, that was, that was for the listeners, because I feel like I'm trying to, like, wham, bam, bam, and... I just hit my mic. Oops. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, so, episode three, and I don't have anything on Asia. It's been 20 years. Come at me with that shirt and book. I know, and I'm like, please, please, you guys. I need more than that. Y'all are rude. Okay. If any member of the FBI is listening, I respect y'all, but... Don't let me hang in with that. Okay. Um, on the Springfield 3, I don't have any updates, but there is a new series that people, um, I guess it's called People Magazine Investigates. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a series on TV. They aired an episode about the Springfield 3. If y'all want to check it out, it airs on the Discovery Channel. I have not personally watched it. I do not have cable, but... The People Magazine Investigates has done an episode on the Springfield 3, so that might be something to check out, and hopefully it will draw up some leads. Oh, good. So, for episode 4, Kyron Horman, in February 2020, human remains were found in a wooded area close to the town of Aloha, Oregon. However, these remains were determined to belong to an adult and not a child. Um, that's the last sort of information reported regarding Kyron's, uh, case. I was hoping there would be more since, you know, last year, his mom said that something big was coming and something big was going to happen on Facebook page, but so far nothing has happened yet. So I don't know if they're just, they can't say yet or, or what, I'm not sure, but yeah, they did find remains that they were hopeful, but it, it ended up being an adult and not a child, so. Yeah, dang. 
Um, so for Relisha Rudd, I don't have any updates, but I do have an updated um, picture that the <clears throat> forensic artists with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have created um, a progressed image for her. Okay, we can put that up on our pages for sure. For sure, and I got that from abcnews.com, or abcnews.go.com, excuse me. Okay. Um, was I next? Is that that one? Yep. yep. The, I feel like that already, uh, Hornbeck and Ownby? Yes, so Sean. Yeah. Oh, whoopsies, I went straight ahead to release your red, my bad. So I'm doing it backwards. Okay, so... Sean Hornbeck and Ben Ownby were found, thankfully. They're still doing good, I think, I hope. Um, I read an update, but I don't want to say what it was. I'll tell you after we record. Um, but I think they're doing well. And That's then good. episode five was where I interjected. <laughs> because I was like, oh, I've already looked them up. They're good. But Relisha Rudd, uh, yes, we have an updated image for her. Okay, was... Relisha, episode five or episode six? Uh, she was episode five. Okay. Um, so episode five for Leah Roberts, there's no updates on her case, unfortunately. No. What happened with the Jeep? I don't know. What happened with the third person? I don't know. They have not. There are no updates. I could not find anything. Uh, all of the stuff for research was the same articles that I had found when I talked about her case last year, I was pretty disappointed because her case is just, it's just so crazy. Was she in the car when it crashed? She not. Like, did someone else crash it? Was anybody in the car? What happened to her animal? Like, mm-hmm. all things and just nothing so far. Damn. Um, episode six, Jeremy Alec, same thing. There's no updates on him either. Um, Again, his case was pretty crazy, too, when him coming out, you know, saying that people were after him. And I was really hoping for closure for these families, but nothing yet. But I'm going to keep keep hoping. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Kristen Smart, there is an update, according to the New York Times. Um, items of interest were recovered in her case. Um, authorities searched four locations and they didn't say what the items were. Of course not. <laughs> right. This is, right. And this was in February. So hopefully we get some sort of information soon. I know it's crazy out here with quarantining and social distancing and people's jobs. You know, you can't go to work or you know, there's no correct face masks. So hopefully we get something soon. Okay. And then this is episode seven now. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't have an update for the Luke sisters, Philoma and Milena. Um, the latest I have is from May of last year where the FBI is offering $25,000. I'm going to log into one of our social medias real fast and go back because I was actually in contact with their family 
and you know they they don't have they have theories but we didn't talk about it or discuss it um but i hope that they're found soon because that's it's crazy like how it's been it's been it'll be nine years next month and i don't know if we have like an age progressed photo of them um but hopefully we can get something going for them right um so as far as being golden are no updates in her case but the oxygen channel did a rerun this they did rerun the special covering her case they had an episode a special episode i guess uh, for phoenix and they did do a rerun on her mm -hmm. so if he wants to maybe get some more details that i wasn't able to cover or you know just want to dive into her a little bit oxygen does have a special episode for her case Oh, good. And this was Phoenix Golden? Phoenix Golden, yep. Okay. Episode. So, episode 8, Lauren Elizabeth Thompson. There are no new leads in her case. However, in an article from February of this year, the police department and a private investigator working with the family have both stressed the fact that investigating conspiracy theories and rumors from outside parties have slowed down their investigation drastically. Uh -oh. So people have their own theories about what happened to her and they're chasing down, you know, fairy tales. They're not getting anywhere and it's just distracting them from important details of the case. But they, you know, they're leads, so they want to track them down, but it's just slowing them down to find out what really happened to her. Mm -hmm. Now a $5,000 reward being offered for any information leading to her whereabouts, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, I know people like to have good intentions and they like to try and help out, but at the same time, rumors and theories don't necessarily help the police. It's just, in some cases, it is a waste of time. Mm -hmm. So definitely not discouraging someone from speaking out if they think they know something, but there are people out there who, you know, they just interject and they say things that don't have anything to do with it, so... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, as far as any leads go, there aren't any, but they are offering a reward and they are asking that, you know, conspiracy theories and rumors be kept to kind of a minimum, yeah. I guess. I'm really sure, but what they were hoping for, but that's, I think that's what their goal was. Mm hmm. Oh, well, hopefully they get something soon. So, Dulce Alves. <laughs> Yes. So, March 5th, 2020, an article in NJ.com came out. It says, another cryptic letter about missing five-year-old received in New Jersey by family spokeswoman. So, anonymous letters turning up in Ohio with references to missing New Jersey five-year-old Dulce Maria Alaves are apparently arriving in New Jersey mailboxes, too. More than five months after Dulce disappeared from a Bridgestone Park during a family outing in September... Letters were sent to two businesses and a library in Ohio referencing the missing girl. A tips right like what what the fuck? A tip scribbled on an index card mailed to a racetrack and casino in Austin Town Township prompted a prompted a search of a wooded area 
using dogs and drones last weekend, but nothing was found. Jackie Rodriguez, who has been acting as a spokeswoman for Dulce's family, reported Wednesday afternoon that she received a letter postmarked Cleveland, Ohio, that contained seven slips of paper filled with scribbled phrases, but nothing specific about Dulce. She could make out words in the barely legible writing, <clears throat> excuse me, including Alaska-Mexico border 1776 and Civil War. Other words included New England town and kids' homes orphanage. Rodriguez turned the items over to police for investigation. Um, there's, you know, speculations that it's her, that it's Dulce writing, um, but... Yeah, but if she's five, it's gonna, it's really hard to match that kind of handwriting, because she's just starting to learn to write. Right. Um, the three items received in Eastern Ohio, the handwriting appears to be similar. Um... Investigators have turned up nothing so far. Why would you say this, Ohio? I, I, I can't. I don't know. I mean, I'm the last person. I don't know, man. Has the FBI been involved in this case? Yes. Weird. Yeah. Um. There's a reward for seventy-five thousand dollars. Um. And the FBI is working with local, county, and state agencies in New Jersey to crack the case. That's crazy. Yeah. And That's just like nowhere. No. <laughs> and with that, we move on to episode nine, Lars Matonk. I don't, I don't have any updates except for, you know, his, his YouTube video of him running in the airport is like super like well known because it's on YouTube and because it's so disturbing you know what I mean mm -hmm. but that's all I've got wow well, I, I don't even know what to say about his case mm -hmm. it's so it's unsettling so bizarre yeah like he runs out of the airport and he's just gone. Mm-hmm. But in the in the video it doesn't show anybody chasing him. Right. So I I don't know what I was listening to or reading or watching, but he came up and in it. And so um the construction worker that went into the doctor's room that he was in, he was wearing like a similar like colored uniform to mm -hmm. their police and apparently like they were in Bulgaria I think and Bulgaria's like listen we're not fucking sketchy so don't get it twisted and I'm like okay Bulgaria not sketchy go on <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I was even like if it was a podcast if it was a TV show, a YouTube clip, or what, but um, that's all I have. Alright. Well, in my case, first episode nine, unfortunately, as of December 2019, Susan remains missing, and she has not yet been pronounced dead. 
Her parents are suing the state of Washington in regards to the murders of Susan's two sons by their father. The grandparents claim their murders could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. At February 2020, this case has gone to trial, but I don't know the outcome of that trial. But I guess they're kind of blaming the state because I think they ha- they did have custody of the kids and then they were given back to their father, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they just think that the murders could have been prevented. Yeah, for sure. So they're suing the state, but there's no there's no news on Susan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if her family is trying to get her to be pronounced dead. I mean, it. I hate to say that this way, but the outcome of the rest of her family, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know if her family wants her to be pronounced dead. It didn't say, but, you know, I don't know. Other than that, there's no update. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. In episode 10 for Brandon Rodriguez Graves, there's no new developments in his case either. None at all. I couldn't even find any new mention except for the articles that I found whenever I did his case last year. Mm-hmm. So there's new, unfortunately. And there's nothing new for Ray Greekart either, which is upsetting. Yeah. This was before we were recording, but I was, like, bringing up all of the articles and stuff, and I was telling Amy, I was like, man, this is fucking bleak. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so, episode 11. No real, no real updates. Um... But from mylondon.news, there's an article about Lee Boxall, and it says, Missing or Murdered. Channel 5 shows, Channel 5 show looks at Lee Boxall's disappearance from Sutton over 30 years ago, and his disappearance led to the longest and costliest forensic dig in Met Police history. But nobody was ever recovered. You know, sometimes it just irritates me when they talk about how much something costs. I'm like, this is someone's life. Mm-hmm. This is a person. The cost really shouldn't be more important than finding them and bring them home. Yeah. I get it. Things cost money. Everything costs money. You don't need to compare it to finding a human life, you know. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> So, in episode 11, Derek Widener, there's no new information on his case either. Dang. I was really hoping for something. I mean, I'm hoping for something in all of these cases, but, um, I don't know. It just seems like some cases, it seems like the information we get, they seem close, at least, or there seems to be something that's going to happen, and when nothing does happen, it just... It really brings you down. Yeah, for sure. So, I'm so happy for the updates that we do have, and I'm hoping for updates on every case that we ever cover, but it it really is, it's hard when you go back and see that there's no movement at all. Um, In a way, I mean, I know it won't be the same, but in a way, I kind of feel like a little bit of what their family's going through, going and looking back and wondering is there something new? Is there something new? And when you see that there's not, it 
it's it's depressing mm-hmm. so well episode 12 tammy joe alexander i found an article on democrat and chronicle.com that spoke of a tape recording with tammy joe's voice on it however police were not releasing the tape to the public even though they have no new leads on her killer uh, unfortunately, I had to pay for a subscription, so I didn't get to read the entire article, but, um, yeah, apparently police have some sort of tape recording that has Tammy Joe's voice on it. They don't say what it's, what it's about. They didn't say, you know, who recorded it or where it came from, mm-hmm. but apparently you have one. So I, I don't know anything else other than that, but. I just thought that was interesting since that wasn't something that was mentioned when I was doing all my research on her case initially. Yeah. Okay. Now, where are we? Sorry. It's, uh, I just did episode 12, Tammy Joe Alexander. It is your go. Okay. So I did Donna Cloud and I have not had an update on her. I have been in contact with. Um, someone in her family. I'm going to go to that now and see what we all talked about. Um, it was a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, so far it's, there's no, there's no update. Um, but there are definitely things that need to be looked at. I'll say that. I'll say that is, is fair to say. Um, and episode 13, (laughs) I honestly forgot that I did Bardstown and that was like five cases all by itself. And, um, so far there's no update on any of them except the last thing was that a driver was caught on surveillance. A driver caught on surveillance was inside house during the Netherlands murders, but that person has never been found. And that's from WHAS11.com from November 19th, 2019. Okay. Is it something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, um... 13, right? Daniel Ewan, there are no new updates on his case. I was really hoping that he would be found alive. Uh, I think that the investigator on his case really believes that he is alive. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that they would find him, but there aren't any updates on his case. Uh, Episode 14, Kara Coles. There have been no movements in her case, however, a former Chicago police officer developed an app which he hopes will help prevent situation situations such as Kira's. He was sort of inspired by her case in another case in the Chicago area, I believe. The app is called Crime Agitator. It sends a distress call to 911 operators and five contacts in your phone when it's activated. Okay. So- in like a stressful situation you feel in danger you just activate the app it will contact five people on your phone and 911 mm-hmm. 
he created that, like I said, uh, to help prevent things like what happened to Kira from happening. So yeah, well, that's good. Um, so no update on Terra Calico. Mm-mm. Um, it says the case has been unsolved for over thirty years. But it's anything but cold. Perhaps 2020 is the year that Tara and the Doles finally get justice. Yeah? Yeah. So hopefully... Keeping our fingers crossed. Yes, most definitely. And that's from thoughtcatalog.com. Am I next? Yes. Okay, sorry. Um, And the last thing we have from Simon Parks is from those articles in early December where bone fragments were found. Mm -hmm. Um but they haven't said anything else about them. They haven't confirmed or, you know. No. No, which is so upsetting. It makes me so mad, honestly. They're holding out for it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready for this one? Yes. You ready for this one? Yes. Sorry, I feel like my face is like, eh, like so ugly looking. Go on. (laughs) So Tika Lewis, the two-year-old that disappeared from the bowling alley, in January of this year, it was released that a possible witness has come forward talking about a man he saw when Tika disappeared. No. The witness was 17 years old at the time of Tika's disappearance. You said 17, sorry? Sorry, the phone cut out. You're fine. In his account of what happened that night, the man claims he was walking towards the restroom when he was aggressively bumped into by a white man, and he, the witness, thought, or, I'm sorry, he was bumped into by a white man, and what he thought was a mixed race, he thought that, okay, (laughs) I'm going to get this out, sorry. Get it out, Amy. (laughs) So he was bumped into by a man and what he thought was the man's mixed race daughter. The witness thought that he was just rushing his daughter to the restroom and that's why he bumped him like that. It stuck out to him because of how rude the man was and how much of a rush he seemed to be in. The witness didn't think anything of it at the time, but on the way out of the bowling alley, the witness and his family saw police in the parking lot but the officers never said who or what they were looking for. Uh-huh. It wasn't until days later when Tika's missing posters were all over town that the witness realized that the man he saw her with was not her father. The witness reported that he saw in January 1999, but never heard, or he contacted police. He reported what he saw in January 1999, but never heard back from police. Two decades later, a cold case unit investigating Tika's case recognized the merit to the witness's story and believes it could be the key to finding out what happened to her. Oh, my gosh. So this boy, 17 years old, saw the man took Tika. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Excuse me. The man, 17-year-old, saw who took Tika. Yeah. He saw him leaving with her. Oh, my gosh. And when he, he didn't think anything of it, he thought, because she was two, he thought the man was her father and was just rushing her to the bathroom. And when he left the bowling alley, he saw police, but they never said what they were looking for. So it didn't, it didn't mean anything. 
And then when he reported it in January, he never heard back from police. So he never thought anything of it until cold case investigators contacted him about it. Oh, my gosh. So that's all that there is. But there is movement in her case right now. And I hope and praying that there are answers for Tika and her family. Definitely. Um, episode 16, Amber Renee Barker. No new information has been released. Um, I, Amber is still missing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard, but there's there's nothing new. Damn. Yeah. And there's... If I'm... Okay. Sorry. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> um... You said nothing on Barker? Nothing on Amber. Yep. Oh, okay. And there's been nothing on Marion Carver either. Oh. Um, is she... She's the one that disappeared from the cruise? Yes. Still sketchy about his name. So fucking sketchy. Like, it, it's mind-blowing. And... That it's so... I've got a lot of feelings about that one. Um... <laughs> episode 17 Natalie Holloway there's um, another new documentary mm-hmm. uh, it's called The Disappearance of Natalie Holloway and it's on it said Skies like S-K-Y apostrophe S this is from her.ie um, the six part documentary crimes the six part documentary series landed on Sky Crime and Now TV on March 8th um, other than that, that's it. Nothing, nothing new. Oh, but they did, um, they did, oh, sorry, a, a The Disappearance of Phoenix Colden. It's a, yeah, it's a two-part film, um, and that's on Sky Crime and Now TV, it says. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Um... Uh... Brandy Wells, no movement in her case that I could find. And she's the one from Longview, right? Yes. Okay, so I asked my family about that, and they had never heard of her. Really? Yes. So I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Well, you know, I'm not really one. I don't really like to speak ill of law enforcement, but from what I've seen in a lot of articles and from... Some of them being Reddit, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But there's not a lot of... I don't want to say respect. Ooh, sorry, you might want to say that again. I moved the phone away from the mic. Okay, so, like I said, I don't really like speaking ill of law enforcement, but from a lot of articles I've read about this case, and a lot of, you know, people on Reddit, so like I said, take it with a grain of salt, but... There's not a whole lot of respect out there for Longview police. Like, they just don't seem to take things seriously. They don't do a lot of investigating. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's if that's how other people in the area feel, you know, we're just reporting on that. Right. That's just what I've read. I, I'm not from Longview. I don't live in Longview. I've never had a deal with Longview law enforcement. I don't know, mm-hmm. but 
from what I have seen, nobody is impressed. Okay. They're more yeah. impressed with the FBI's involvement in it than they are with Longview because they were able to find things that were right blatantly in her car and stuff that Longview police apparently just didn't see. I don't know. But it's just they're not happy with the way her case has been going. Yeah. Um, episode 18, Abby Lynn Patterson. No new leads in her case either. Damn. I know. I feel like I keep saying that after every single one, but it's it's all just damn. I mean, we're thankful for the updates that we do have, but we hope for it in all of them. Yeah. I want an update for everyone. Thanks. Thank you so Me. much. Um, so Cheryl, oh, Cheryl Coker, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought there wasn't an update, but according to whio.com, there were there was a search warrant executed that week. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's been one year since Riverside Police said that her husband Bill Coker was a suspect. Um, right, and. That's the last thing I've got. They, ha- they haven't found her body or made any arrests. So at least, at least there's that. Um, hopefully she's out there. Um, okay, so I have not found anything on Jamie Yazzie. I was in contact with her family. Let me go back to that. Um, I haven't, there's, there's other missing people from, I guess, the area or more Native American women missing, uh, so we're gonna have to work hard on that, so, but so far, so far nothing, what, sorry? Are they, like, connected? I don't know if they're connected, but they're they're missing. That's all I got from Jamie's family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that she would send me over, like, a list of people. So, hopefully, hopefully next season we can do some work on that. Okay. And awesome. spotlight that. Uh, for me, Lachea Stein, there's no, there's no recent developments in her case either. Same with B- Billy and CJ Vossler. And episode 21, we're opening up with Carly. Oh, I skipped episode 20. Oh, sorry. Lachea Stein was 19. I'm sorry. That was me. Sorry, no, uh, no. I'm like, okay, cool. We did episode 20. Bye. No, sorry. Joel Kowski, uh, sorry. Jason, there's no there's no new information. And he is, was 15 minutes away. What the fuck? His case will baffle me simply because of how quickly it happened, the fact that he was in a neighborhood, the fact that he was a bigger guy. Uh, I have no words. Like, I don't even know where you would even start. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So now episode 21, for real. Before yes. I'm speeding through this again. <laughs> so episode 21, Carly Gousset. Still no update. Um, it's been... It'll be two years in October. And hopefully we find her before then. Um, Brianna Maitland. No new leads for her either. However, uh, episode 22, Haley Cummings. Mm -hmm. There's no new information regarding what, what happened to her. However, her great-grandmother has issued a plea to know the truth. She has been diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and she would just like to know what happened to her great-granddaughter before she passes on. Oh, my God. How That's sad. So I know. It was not an easy read whenever I read about the fact that her great-grandmother is just pleading to know what happened to her before she dies. And I'm just like, this is... It's so terrible. Jeez Louise. So, <laughs> Brian Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Still no update, but Columbus police are still continuing to work on his case. And it's it's been 14 years this month. And they had, a few months ago, they had a circular, a circular, a photo circulating online of what appeared to be a homeless American in Tijuana and somebody sent the picture over to Detective Tucker like, hey, this could be Brian. Um but it's not. Um well Right. So right. Like literally <sighs> Hopefully we find Brian soon because it's been I feel like for any case, it's been long enough. Like, not that not that any length of time is good, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, one day is too much. An hour is too much. 14 years, 50 years, 13 years. Don't take up Right. Y'all need to step. Y'all need to chill out. Just chill the fuck out. Stay in your lane. Um. So, episode 23, Jerry Barnett. As we know, he was found... And reunited with his family. The last thing I said was, you know, that article from WLKY.com. So he's been found and is reunited. And we're so, I'm so, we're so blessed about that. So excited. Okay. No. Williams. No, with the size. I'm going to give a trigger warning. Okay. So trigger warning. Um, but I think my phone may have cut out a little bit, but Amy definitely said trigger warning. Yes. What What does this trigger warning include? Uh, let me, there's just some stuff about pedophilia and yeah. Okay. So in an article written in March I believe of this year could have been uh, late February. A woman has come forward and told an inquest that two young boys were told by a convicted pedophile that he killed William and buried him in a suitcase. This convicted pedophile, Frank Abbott, has not been seen since September 2014, according to one report, around the same time that William disappeared. 
The woman claims she was babysitting the two boys, and when William's song came on, apparently there's a song for William, the younger of the two boys started saying that William was dead. The older boy then tried to hush his younger brother out of fear. Apparently, Abbott had threatened to snap their mother's neck if they said anything. Another convicted child sex offender, Tony Jones, is also being looked at in William's case. A witness came forward and claims that he saw Tony sitting in his white car in the area where William went missing, and Jones is still under investigation. So remember, uh, I think it was the mother said that there was a white car or the neighbor. I don't, to be honest, I can't remember clearly. Um, but one of the cars that was said to be sitting out watching the house was a white car. And a witness has come forward saying that he saw this man sitting in a white car in the area where William went missing. So, I have two potential suspects, Frank Abbott, who is a convicted pedophile, and Tony Jones. Um, I could have swore when I read another article, it said something about them having Frank Abbott in custody, or he was in prison. So, I don't know if he's actually, I don't know, I don't know why it said that he hadn't been seen since September 2014. Maybe they just didn't know that he was in prison. Um, but yes, he has threatened two other boys and has told them that he has killed Willie, but it's still under investigation. So there's no proof of anything yet. And Tony Jones is also under investigation as a witness put him essentially at the crime scene. So yes, hopefully get some answers. Um, but that's that's the only movement going on right now. Um, episode 24, Paris Hobson. There are no new leads in her case right, as of right now. She's still missing. Wow. And Rosemary Diaz, um, she was found, her remains are found 25 years after she went missing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our 24 cases. Yeah. That's a lot. But I'm not all bad news for sure. No, it's not all bad news. And it's, it's something. But man, when I tell you guys, this takes a lot of work. And a lot of work emotionally as well to, to come search these things. <laughs> yep. So, what's your good thing? Um, my good thing... This is, like, a good thing, but also not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing going on, they're, you know, closing a lot of places. And my husband's work has shut down. Uh, right now, it's been shut down through the end of April. And I know that's not necessarily a good thing. But the fact that we're getting to spend time together... Mm-hmm. I think it is a good thing. I, I'm looking at it that way because we haven't spent this much time together, like, ever. Yeah. Because, you know, we have jobs, we have lives, we have to work. And it's it's been really nice. So I, I have been enjoying that. Is it, I mean, it's 
it's not fun, you know, with the whole thing going on, but I, I am going to try to see the good in it and enjoy the time that I have been given, so. Yeah. Well, that's well, good. Oh, man. Is there a good thing? <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you promise. <laughs> right. I've been social distancing like a motherfucker. I still have work to go to, which is um, just, you know, being with my nieces and, and helping my sister, you know, my brother-in-law out. Um, so, but I, like, almost immediately come home, I don't, like, interact with anybody else, which is fine, except for, like, my roommates, which I love them, they're my best friends, um, I've just been trying to, like, find, like, the good in everything, and I feel like, um, it, it's challenging, (laughs) um, but I would much rather try and be a positive, like, source. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, I've been trying to clean my room. It's my lifelong task. Motherfuckers. Ugh. Um, I organized my pens <laughs> the other day. <laughs> um... It says a lot that you have so many pens that you can just, like, you can say that you can, you have organized them. Yeah. Like, any um, of them. Yeah, and they're both in mugs, so, like, you know the, like, there's, I have ink markers on one, and then, um, those new Papermate ones that are, like, colored gel, man, I have the clicky ones, I have the cap ones. Have in different colors, and honestly, that feels so nice. <laughs> um, what have I been watching? Um, I watched Minority Report the other day. Thank you, Netflix. Um, what have I been doing? I feel like I have, I feel like I've been moving too fast. I want to start reading some more. I'm looking at my books right now in my closet. And honestly, I've been jonesing to read A Court of Thorns and Roses Do and, it. and A Court of Mist and Fury. Do it. Just my two, my two favorite books. Huh? And positivity for sure. Oh my god, right? That'll put you, pull you out of a slump and then put you right back in one. Okay, for real. That's why I'm only going to read those two. Um, what else? need to read a quarter of frost and starlight i need to do that too i've been watching this show called little fires everywhere which is based on a book i guess um yes it either is or it isn't (laughs) there's a a book about it or a book i think i think it's based on a book it's definitely based on a book because i wanted to read the book but then i saw that they're coming out with a show on hulu and I have been loving it. It is fantastic. But I think the book might be different. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to watching the show and then I'm going to read the book. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. That's it for my good things, I think. Unless I'm oh. like forgetting something. Besides everyone that listens. <laughs> <laughs> 
as usual. Love you guys. Hope everyone's staying safe. Oh my god, please tell me you guys are staying safe because it is a fucking madhouse out there. Especially Ugh. for paper. Especially for what, sorry? Toilet paper. Oh my god. Well, I need y'all all to calm down with that. This doesn't even affect anything that has to do with toilet paper. Nope. I need y'all to stop buying up all the toilet paper. Nope. I don't think this involves shitting, but, you know, I'm sure we'll see. So this is our season finale. Yes. And, you know, we're at 56 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, that, I mean, we weren't thinking that it was going to go so far because, unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of updates to bring you. But I'm glad that, you know, it wasn't 15 minutes of, sorry, we've got nothing. Yeah, for 48 people. Right. Or actually more than 48. Yeah. Because some had three, some had five, some had two. Right. Oh. Um. Yeah. So I guess. Thank you, guys. Are Are we done? Are we wrapping up? Yeah, we're gonna. I guess we'll announce whenever season two will be coming out and starting again. But y'all be looking for that. We're gonna take a little break because, like we said, this is this is not an easy thing to do. It's not easy looking for and diving into these cases. It's difficult. Um. And we want to be able to keep doing this for you guys for a while. So we're going to take a little break and we're going to have season two coming up where you guys hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes. <laughs> yes. God, God willing on the creek don't rise. Um, I guess also, should we ask like if anyone wants anything different season two or like yeah. any kind of like additions or fun things or things we should do more of or better of or instead of or less than more than we are definitely open to spectator comments yeah get in on it get in here guys huddle in huddle in in this meeting with us right if there are any updates on any of the cases we will be active on our social media pages we do encourage y'all to keep in contact with us even though we're taking a short break please shout out to us and give us recommendations for season two uh i know i haven't started on anything that or any researching into any cases so we're definitely open for that Mm -hmm. Uh, and i look forward to continuing on with you guys yes very much so um I think that's it. That's it. That's all I've got. That's all she's she's wrote here. Um, I think good season one. I think I think this is very good season one. Um, hit us up, you guys. We'll be back soon. All right. It's been a pleasure, y'all. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.